0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Spencer Lodge podcast in partnership with the awesome Najahi events and Alpha Mustafa, who guess what? (laughs) She's here and you have no idea how hard it is to get her on camera, (laughs) but we have got her here on the podcast at long last. I've been begging her to do this and we're going to go and deep dive and learn a lot about her story and about Najahi and why we work together and also what Najahi does here in the UAE and further afield. So cue the music. I've got you. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for allowing me to twist your arm as much as I have.
1: Oh, you are welcome, I think. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: You've been reticent to be on camera and on this podcast, even though you support it in the way you do. T- tell me, why, why is it that you don't like being this side of the camera?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like, I've never done it before. It's a first for me you're the first person that interviews me and we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I'm, I'm, much, I'm very much an introvert in my personal life. Um, I do what I do at a mega scale, but I like being behind the scenes and I like being the organizer and I like making sure that everything's perfect. So I'm kind of busy doing the, the details on the back scene and I leave the speaking to the speakers. <laughs> And
0: to you. <laughs> You're the mastermind that brought Tony Robbins here to the UAE very recently, and yes, we had sir. the incredible experience of Sheikh Mohammed and Sheikh Hamdan yes, and the Minister of Tolerance. Honor. I mean, it genuinely, was it was mind-blowing. Thank you. It was and, an and not only that event, you know, let's not let's not say the other ones aren't great, because you do massive events for lots of other people as well. Yes. How did how did you get into this space?
1: Um I went through a journey of finding who I am. It was in a time when I was in—I um, had a baby, and I left my job, took care of my daughter one whole year through. It was very fulfilling to be a mum, and I—but I, you know, I kind of wanted to see what else I can do with my time and and my experience that I that I gained through the years in the corporate world. Um, so I started. Um, a friend of mine actually introduced me to the world of motivation. I traveled with her to the UK, I started going to these seminars, and we thought together at that time, because she was my partner, that why don't we bring it to the UAE, and that's when we met with Success Resources, and we brought uh, the first event here. To be honest with you, I fell in love with it from the first day. Can you remember your first event? I do. It was a Tony Robbins event. It was a business mastery in London, um, I think at the Ibis Hotel. And the, the decision to go ahead with this was on day three business mastery Tony Robbins. And that day I made a commitment to myself and I said, one day, Tony, you will be on a Najahi stage in Dubai.
0: Wow. Yes, sir. And that was the, that was the real trigger for you.
1: That was a real trigger and that was the target, to be honest. And then three years down the road, he just come.
0: And so then what was the first event that you organized? Who, who, who spoke, what was it was it Was it big, was it a disaster? Did it go to plan? Tell me about what happened. Oh
1: God, don't, don't ask about plans, but it was perfect at the end. So <laughs> nothing goes according to plan, but the, the, it's the end result that counts. And it was with the Robert Kiyosaki in November, 2016. Okay. It was a partnership, a partnership with Success Resources, and it was the, the, first, uh, the first National Achievers Congress in the Middle East. And I know they're bringing them back to this year as well, so we'll see.
0: And so you you, you put that event together. You, you you'd not done an event before. Never. So you were, you were learning completely. Never,
1: never. I went from no experience to two thousand people in in one room and running that mega style of events. Yeah, it was it was in, in five months.
0: Really? Yeah, we
1: marketed it and rolled it out in five months. That must have been
0: <laughs> so stressful. Are you kidding me? Of course it was.
1: <laughs> it was scary. It was. It was a a whole new territory, but as stressful as it was, it was so exciting and so fulfilling. And when people left the room, they were like, oh my God, this is the first time we've ever been to this type of events in the Middle East, in Dubai in particular, Um, who are you? And you know what? A lot of people thought that we're a mega organization that came from abroad and just ran a mega event in the UAE and we're leaving. Little did they know that we're just a startup. That started five months ago. And now we're doing this.
0: So why did you call the business Najahi?
1: It's in Arabic, it means my success. My and success. So, then. it's. I want to say that my success is your success to everybody. So today, I mean, three years ago, we started with no one in our database. Today we have around 100,000 people that are in our database. They follow us uh, through our emails and our newsletters. And um, I, I know a lot of them. I can't say I know all of them because it's impossible to know 100,000 people. But there are the familiar faces, and I've seen many success stories come out from the learnings that we've uh, we've taught through our events and through our seminars and workshops and etc. And a lot of them started businesses three years ago, and now they're very successful. So I'm very proud to say that my success has become their success.
0: That's phenomenal, isn't it? Yeah. It's really phenomenal.
1: And then when they hold your hand at the end and they say, "You don't know how you how you've impacted my life and how you have you how you've changed it," I didn't know this world existed. It just takes me back to why I did this. And, and, and the reason is um, I, I, um, when I went to the China Robbins event and when, and when I was exposed to the world of, of motivation, I, was, I felt sad that people don't, don't know about it in this part of the world. Very few people do know about it in this part yeah. of the world. Um so, so it was my job and I felt it my job, my responsibility um, to, to bring those opportunities to people here and show them that there are options out there. You know, you you don't know what your strength is. I didn't know what my strength was. I didn't know what my passion was. I know I was missing something. I, I, at that time, I really knew I was missing something. I needed to, um, something to, success is fulfillment, by the way, it's not money, it's success. That to me, it's fulfillment. And I was missing that. And I feel really, really fulfilled now that we've took Najah to this place. I feel happy today that 100,000 people know about motivation in the Middle East. I feel proud that I'm the, one of the first people that introduced this to this part of the world at a mega scale. I know I have a lot of friends and colleagues and organizers that did that before me. But at this scale, with the energy that, uh, level that we introduce into our events, I think um, we're, we're kind of the pioneers in it and proud to say so. But um, the fact that they actually not only came to the event, but did something with their lives and impacted themselves and their families, and expression makes me very, very
0: proud. I think there's one thing that I've noticed at your events that I, that I think kind of like, it's almost symbolic to me, but it, it seems to be what said, it's that finish what you start, okay? And when you see that finish what you start mentality, I think that, that people yeah. get the education, they get the knowledge, they're obviously yeah. super motivated, and yeah. it's like, now go and apply, but don't give up. And, yeah. I mean, and, and from the people that I've got to know through yeah. your organization, I've yeah. seen the successes people have had as well. So yeah. it's just, it's phenomenal to see. Yeah. Talk to me about culture. Mm. Because in in the UK or in the United States, it's it, it's a thing, isn't it? Motivational events. Yeah. There, there are many of them. Yeah. Um, educational events that take place, high motivation levels for True. successful people. True. There's, a, there's, there's a, a real big thing. But over here, people, because they haven't been exposed to it in exactly yeah. the same way, yeah. how do they first react to it when you see it? Are some people a little bit a little bit either not necessarily skeptical, skeptical, but a little bit unsure. Yeah. Is that what yeah. happens?
1: Yeah. It was a journey of, of learning, of awareness, of educating the people, the impact of it, the positive impacts versus the negative impacts of it. You know, there are good coaches and there are dodgy coaches, I would say. <laughs> um, and, and and when we enter this world of, of uh, self-learning, self-development, you're touching people's lives, their personalities, you're, you're transforming them. So it's, it's very tricky. Um, and to convince people that this is right for you takes, the t- takes time. And that's why I do, uh, um, I do the big-scale mm-hmm. events. I invite a lot of people to come in for free. Just test it. See if you like it, you know? Uh, and, and, and I do a lot of smaller events that are for free. Test it, see if you like it. And then, but I know down the road, mm-hmm. if I get 100 people in the room, 20 people will like it. Okay, okay. that's good. It's, it's a great confession. And, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, we went through three years of, of, of an awareness phase, of, of, of communication through email, through social media, through our events, and teaching people, like I said, the impact of it and the positiveness. And I'm very proud to say that, you know, three years ago, I would if I brought Tony Robbins, I would not have 10,000 people in the room. But it took three years only. And the culture was now is as, as ready and aware and, and, and ready for a person like Tony Robbins to come in and tell them. I think to I have think, a breakthrough. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think this 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 country needs to build a new facility just for your company. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, in I Abu Dhabi or Dubai, it. they've got to build a bigger <laughs> facility to cater for everybody that you could get at your event. I,
1: yeah, well, next year is going to be an exciting year. We have seven seven events planned. Wow! Not only in the UAE, we have uh, hopefully in Kuwait and Saudi Arabia. Soon, we're going there and and, and, yeah, Abu Dhabi. We're going to do two events in Abu Dhabi next year and uh, two in Dubai.
0: I think there's a real thirst around the Middle East for this kind of stuff now. People have a flavor for it. Yeah, they woke up to it. Yeah,
1: it's amazing. Three years ago, when I used to say motivation, they're like, Don't waste my time. Yeah, I'm gonna go to a concert. And now, you know, even even, uh, the governments, we have the blessings and the support. And you saw His Royal Highness Sheikh Mohammed come. That just says to me that, you know, they know the importance of awareness. And I was so happy to see him there because he kind of put that stamp of approval on it. So people go ahead and learn. And and, uh, that's so exciting for me.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And with, with the opportunity to go into Saudi Arabia and do what you do in, in, in an even bigger country. Man, I'm so
1: scared of that. But, <laughs> but it's, new, different, it's a completely different culture. It's again go through the awareness phase. It's introducing the learning and self-development to. But I think Saudi is, has transformed and I think they're ready. And I know they're ready because the amount of Saudis and Kuwaitis that come to our events, they actually fly in. So we have a lot of Saudis, Kuwaitis, Bahrainis and Omanis. They fly into our events, and Lebanese people as well fly in. So I feel like, like we're ready to go in. And I did
0: an event in Lebanon a couple yeah. of years ago, and the, and the Lebanese people blew me away. No. They're like, we don't get this stuff no. here. Yeah. Like, well, let's come do come one back.
1: together. Come on, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's go to together. Lebanon. The
0: energy, I, I've never seen a group of people with yeah. so much energy and so, yeah. such a big desire yeah. to want to learn.
1: But Lebanese people are fun.
0: Yeah, they are they're fun. fun
1: and they're hungry for learning. And, and, and with all that they go through politically and, and, and socially in and, and, and the country, they are still the most positive people I know. Really, <laughs> they love learning. They love they love to be happy.
0: Being so close to a, a country with 1.3 billion people as India is mm. and Pakistan as well. Mm. What, what kind of an opportunity does that type of market represent to you?
1: I have partners over there. So we cross support each other at this point. So when I did Tony Robbins, for example, a lot of pe- um, people from India flew into Dubai because it's so close yeah. and which, which brings uh, uh, inbound tourism as well here and, and, uh, and versa, vice versa. If my, my partners in India, they have something um, that's very exciting. I will market them and they go back there. So Indian, the Indian population is massive, as you know, and they're very massive here as well. Um, I have yet to bring an Indian uh, uh, language speaking um, coach or speaker here. Um, but I don't see it as, as a f- I don't see it as a, th- as a threat. I actually see it as a huge opportunity mm. that they're so close and we're so close to them and our cultures somehow are close. We, 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 we kind of, as the Arab world, we've, we've hosted the Indians in this part of the world a lot and they've hosted us back in tourism and et cetera. I think the partnership is, is massive. I think we can cross okay. yeah. our, our work together. And I do that already.
0: Yeah. There's, there's people like me mm.
1: that oh, you.
0: love to be in the room, <laughs> love to be present, love to kind of like be at an event so that I can learn. So yes. it's, it's, for me, it's it's experiential. Right. But there's equally mm-hmm. plenty of people out there that actually are very happy to learn mm-hmm. on their laptop remotely, mm-hmm. uh, in a, in a convenient at a convenient time and in a convenient location. Right. Right. Tell me what you're doing mm-hmm. in the to try and address those people that want to learn that way as well.
1: Right, a lot of it is word of mouth. So their friends and buddies will tell them, "Hey, we had a great time. Come with us." And the fact that they actually like learning is is a huge plus for us to get them from the behind the, the screen to to be in the big room through social media and hopefully through your podcast as well we uh, we kind of educate them as at the at the why they need to be in a room and and the why is just a you meet great people like yourself B the energy is completely different you know you you the behind a screen, you can pause and go, and then you may forget to finish it. And in an event, it's bam, bam, bam. It's back to back to back. So you're gonna sit there and you're gonna see this person uh, speak and, and, and be inspired by them. And like you and I are talking right now, if we were on a webinar or, or um, um, on, a, on the phone, it's very different. And, and they realize that. So it's, I, th- I think to answer your question is so, social media and through word of mouth. We try to get their friends to tell them how exciting it is. And usually friends do do drag friends over, and they introduce like, friends would would introduce you to an awesome restaurant and recommend the restaurant to you, you'd go. Yeah. It's the same.
0: You get the same thing. Now, you're a a successful female entrepreneur. A lot of people might not know, but you're a mother. Mm -hmm. Okay, have a beautiful daughter. How do you balance being an entrepreneur, in business, running around the place like you do, and I know you do, because I know you, okay, and and having the time to be a great mum and spend time with your daughter, how do you you find that balance?
1: Um, I tell everybody I have uh, two major priorities in my life, my family and my work. So that's why I can say I'm quite antisocial, because anything that I can fit in between, I will but I give the priority to these two. So I, I don't go to a lot to dinners, I don't go out to outings a lot just because this is my priority. So when I'm not at work, I'm with my daughter. And I'm with not, if my daughter's at, at school or play dates or piano or what have you, I'm at work. And, that's, and of course my daughter represents my husband and my family. I also have a great support system. My husband's a wonderful person he supports me in everything I do. So right now I have an event running um, with Kane and behind that, this wall behind this wall right <laughs> literally and Jasmine's with, with Daddy. Yeah. So he he gets me. I get him. <laughs> so we support each other. It's not easy, but it's 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 a dance.
0: I think a lot of people that are, that are in that position or or wanting to be in that position, uh, have a lot of questions about how, you know, are they gonna be a good mum by spending time building a business and whatnot yeah. and maybe question how effective they can be. Now yeah. I grew up with a mum that went to work every day so from a divorced family. So yeah. I had that single mum environment and learning what she did and how hard she worked to became, yeah. become successful, I'm sure has really rubbed off on it's me rubbed, and, and gave know. me a great role model yeah. of someone in my life, you know. Sure. And it's not to say that, that some a woman that is a stay-at-home mum isn't one, but yeah. for me, I think it taught me that she had to hustle, she had to work hard. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure that with your daughter, yeah. some of that's going to rub do off into Do you know what
1: I do? I bring her with me to the big events. Do you? Yeah, so she sees what mummy does. She realises why I haven't been with her for that time because I was doing this. And and for the Tony Robbins event, I brought her. And she was like, oh, mommy, you did all of that? Like, yeah, yeah, all of these people are here. She's like, oh, mommy, I'm so proud of you. And she's five. So she's my biggest fan. <laughs> and she met Tony and Tony was like, Oh, you're beautiful. And she's like, Are you in this picture? So she was wearing the VIP badge yeah. that had her, that's you. He says, Yeah, that's me. He said, I'm a VIP, you know.
0: <laughs> um, bless her. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, so she she I when I when I involve her with my work, um, she gets it. She knows. And her dream is to be on stage one it, day.
0: That's that's Mega, isn't it?
1: She's not me. She, she, she'll take a <laughs> microphone auntie, yeah. and, and, and be on stage, and I'll be like, "Yeah, okay." To <laughs> be
0: up there giving it. Yeah. When you when you look at all of the people out there that are in this whole motivational speaking education uh, space. The, the, we say the Godfather's almost Tony. He's mm-hmm. the, he's he's the man, um, but he had a coach, mm-hmm. and there was Jim Rowan and Brendan mm-hmm. Bouchard for various different things. Yep. And and I'm sure along the way there are other people that he was coached by. And, and right. he in you know, my interview with him, he talks openly about the fact that he needed one just like anybody else yeah. does. Okay. Do you have a coach? I do have a coach. And being exposed to as many people as as you've been able to be exposed mm-hmm. to, was it hard to find the right one, or was it was it almost? It was almost one of those moments where it was like this is the person for me
1: it it wasn't hard because i i've met them all i know them all and i'm not saying that i'm not going to mention who my coach is because i don't want to no
0: that's fine yeah
1: but it was like it's the right match of what i need at this stage in my business maybe at another stage in my business i need somebody another coach Um, an earlier stage in my business i would have needed another coach i think when you find a coach you need to find the coach that fits um, where you are today and why you need a coach today because sometimes you'll outgrow the coach and you'll need a, a, a more advanced guy. and this is a journey so the coach that i chose for me right now is perfect for me i believe right now where i am with najahi with my personal life as well because a coach is a coach like they'll help you balance as well you know they i went all over after tony i went through a phase like now what
0: <laughs> i did
1: because, wow really yeah
0: that, that resonates with me a lot yeah. because I've done that.
1: Yeah, now what? Because since the first day I was on a day three at Business Mastery 2015, I watched Kurt Tony and I said, one day you'll be in Dubai. And then he's in Dubai. And then they're like, okay, now what? I, I've got the biggest guy motivation here. You, this
0: is, <laughs> were, you, were you in the Excel in London? You say it was the Ibis Hotel. Were you in West London or in the Docklands in London? Because Tony did big, a big Business Mastery event there. In
1: 2015, it was yeah. in West London, West in the
0: London. Ibis. yeah, in the, in the Ibis. Yeah. So, and that's an intense four or five days, isn't it? Yeah, it really oh God, is an intense four yes. or oh five God, days. Yes. The, the workbook's that, that big, isn't it? Do you
1: know it was my first experience with Tony? So I didn't get it all. I didn't get it all. What I was looking at is, is this human being who's massive, who's yeah. large he fills the room with his presence what he was saying is, is awesome from a motivation perspective but also I looked at 2,000 people just excited happy high-fiving different nationalities different cultures um, different backgrounds different businesses completely different languages they have you know translation and everything I was just, just watching it amazed at how can one person do all of that and keep people happy for five days <laughs> in a freezing cold room. And we come back. Wasn't it cold? Willingly. <laughs> and we come back willingly. So yeah. what, what was it about you? And that was really what I was studying, not the business mastery content. I had to go to business mastery again to actually learn. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. But the first time I was just excited too, right?
0: I've been did three. <laughs>
1: three? But that, that's, that's, I was just excited about like, wow we really need this in this part of the world we come out from a world that's you know I am Iraqi so I came from wars and and revolutions and and, you know no electricity to no water to and and um, I know a lot of people in this part of the world that moved to the UAE to run away from the lifestyles and, and myself included. And I just thought this this would be like amazing to that kind of people to see and explore and and experience actually. And and it's just the happiness of it. The challenge was to try to make it um, affordable, which was really, really hard because um, hopefully next time we bring in, we're going to get much more money, better sponsors and try to make it much more affordable. Uh, But that's why there's the tribe. Uh, So the tribe that I'm launching next year is going to be a very affordable for everybody. It's almost for nothing at all, but the content will be online. But we'll try to bring all the coaches to a live event from time to time. So the people that you watch on the tribe, on the platform, we will meet, get to meet them once or twice a year uh, live in the Middle East and the UAE.
0: I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. I know you didn't <laughs> want to be anywhere near and we've got we've coffee machines going off in the background yes. and an event going on behind us. But, but thank you. Do you know what? You made me do you it. You did really good. You did really, <laughs> you really good. <laughs> thank so you. So thank you so much for coming on the show at thank last. You. you are our partner, so you had to do it. I appreciate I you coming. Well. Thank you all for thank Mustafa. You.
1: Bye bye. Cheers.
0: Okay, so there you have it. At last, we got the amazing Alpha Mustafa on the show. It took me a long time to get her here, but to learn what she has done and the efforts she's put into building the business that she has and to see its growth and to see literally the pinnacle that it got to earlier on this year was really quite remarkable. Uh, I can't say thank you enough for being on the show, so thank you very much for coming in.